Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. So you put your hands on top of this beautiful, perfectly smooth glass cube that has a white uh, kind of soft glow coming from inside of it but a, a sort of rainbow pearlescence on all sides giving it sort of this pinkish purple look from different angles and there's a small device attached to one sort of the bottom of the cube so that it sits on a corner in a way you wouldn't normally see a cube sitting on a desk and as you type in the numbers, you see pulsing light coming off of the cube and you put one hand on it. And as you do, you feel this unbridled rush, like a river pushing into your brain. Um, you feel your synapses just popping to life. It's like fireworks going off and you see yourself as a child. You see yourself on a train and across from you is a, a strange sort of handsome man with, uh, with swords at his side and you look over and there's this six foot tall armor just sitting there and the train is whizzing through the wastelands and you see strange creatures flying by the window and all of these things and uh, moments pass like lightning striking in your brain as you see um, bandits and you feel yourself taking control of some of them and and violence and carnage and then later on you're face to face with these beings that feel more powerful than you one cutting open the side of the train with a single swipe of his blade and another creating a uh, a cloud out of sand and dust and jumping on and all of them riding away you see a small baby who you feel this sort of kindred connection to sitting on a desk wearing military fatigues with a, a general's hat and somehow trusting you with something important. 
and you're, you're not quite sure what, but then you find yourself and your skin crawls as you uh, find yourself in a saloon and look up and notice that the saloon ceiling is covered with these massive locust cockroach type bugs. And you find yourself in the depths of a mine and just this woman spewing out all these bugs just becoming massive and then you see flashes of her mind of of her pulling herself out of this ooze this this radioactive waste and slowly bug upon bug building almost like a cellular structure and and looking at itself and saying i am alive and you find yourself moving forward like you're being pulled by something deep within you as all of these memories and images and thoughts are flashing uh, across your mind you see the face of a fox and it's startling at first it's just this fox but he's wearing a cowboy hat and he seems to be just really rude (laughs) and you see him pull his gun out so fast and in just one second pop 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 three zombies hit the floor And all of a sudden, there's zombies. And what the hell? Zombies are real? And you keep moving, and you find yourself in a dark office building. But how do you know what an office building is? And and something is is deep in this building, and it's scary, and it's chasing you. And you find yourself moving again, fast, through all of these images and thoughts and and, uh, feelings as... Uh, as you're on a hover ship and and you've got these resonance of this uh, howl happening in your mind as you get this sense of a being of of many beings called war wolves as as they cry out for help as you find yourself for the first time floating in the astral plane as you see uh, a vampire yes a vampire standing across from you using blood as a weapon and and your friends yes you have friends who are these friends kevin the 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 fox faced hunter a bounty hunter and and gage gage thane a swordsman a a friend someone who can wield the dust of the waste and crash it all comes apart and you're alone and it's silent and there's there's this crown, there's this game of chess, there's this, this desire to change the will. And you find yourself in a beautiful Elysian fields with a mountain off in the distance covered in dark clouds and lightnings and floating next to you is that same baby and a sense of, of warmth and purpose. And suddenly you're mind is free and powerful and you're combining and congealing rocks and building and dust together into a monolith of a being and you find yourself inside of it with your friends and and others and you're flying and you're in a place called space and it just keeps coming these images just keep coming and you see this explosion and what feels like could be the end but it's not and you wake up and you you find yourself in a ceremony in a in a victory parade being this this strange feeling being honored you feel honored and you continue to see these images and these journeys and they come in pieces and they come in waves and some are fully formed and easy to access and others are locked and constrained and and hard to grasp. And then as quickly as the river came, it's gone. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Monday. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they, there were some people here, and they were looking for you, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they banged me up pretty good, but I got away, uh, you know, and I, I got those, those chain guns, didn't seem to do shit, um, so, yeah, I just want to let you know, people are on your tail, and, and you, you better, you better not be anywhere, 
people will look for you because cause this shit is real. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Uh, I gotta go. Okay. Uh, uh, see you when I see you. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dustworld Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. Monday, you just got off the phone with Patches Rolo, and obviously he was frantic. You weren't sure of his location. Everything seemed really hectic. What are you doing right now? Clarence has just had this sort of trippy revelation and spent some time in the in his own bunk. And also, Dr. Miller has been trying to recuperate as well after having this crazy revelation about grin that kind of leaves you leaves you over here going what the heck are these guys doing okay first thing that's going to pop into monday's head is he's going to immediately walk up to miller and as quickly as he can fill him in that there's trouble brewing and forward the message on to miller to listen to and Mm. also text miller to get clarence up and ready, basically. And I think Monday is going to do a little patrol down the halls real quick. Okay. I like it. So, uh, Monday, you go out the door. Uh, it's a metal door. There's a big window, but the window's frosted and it has a metal grid kind of crossing it to inf- reinforce the window. And it just says Dr. Miller on it. You exit into the hallway. It's a long, very kind of bleak hallway. It's even though Helix Hills is a nicer place to live, it doesn't feel super ritzed up. You know, there's carpet on the floor. The walls are painted. You know, every once in a while, there's like a potted plant and like a crappy picture hung on the wall, but it's nothing fancy. Alrighty. Upon greed by the usual hallway niceties, uh, Monday is going to survey his surroundings and see if there's anything afoot. All right, that's an eight. Ask one question. What here is not what it appears to be? Okay, what you see is, I imagine, like, a similar scene as in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where his spider sense kicks in for the first time. And he's like seeing like a spitball in slow motion and an airplane fly and a fly flapping his wings slowly. And just uh, Monday's super heightened sense is just like noticing every speck on the wall, like seeing the footprints like of somebody walking through before catching it with his heat vision. Right. Cause that's what we've talked about him having. You notice around one of the vents, just the slightest movement. And when you inspect it further, you see a small bit of black powder. You've never really seen anything like this before, but it's not soot. Like you, you recognize that it's out of place. Like it doesn't just look like dust buildup or something. It's, it's more granular than that. Monday's going to use his specialized real quick to peer down the vent. This is a terrific idea. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. So um, you stick your head in and you look down the vent. Roll face danger. Oh, dear. Um, Here we go. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. Okay. So you stick your head in and you look down the vent and about 20 feet away, 
in this vent, you see a whole pile of that black sand and it's not just sitting there and it's not moving with the wind. It's slowly creating these tendrils and creeping in your direction. And as soon as like your head is in there, it comes shooting towards you as these five like super thin, almost knives. You're able to roll back so quickly, but as you roll back, it comes out of the vent, which is on the bottom of the hallway. Uh, you roll back against the wall and these two or these spikes kind of like come out and then spread up, down, left, right, nearly hitting you, but like kind of spearing into the walls and stuff. Okay, once Monday is sufficiently backed away, he's going to follow up with a Schwartz wave to see what happens. Okay. And I guess you would be doing this to try and push enemies back? Yeah. Well, that and Monday's kind of curious, if it's made out of this powder, how easy it is to disperse, since an actual sword slash probably won't do a whole lot. Yeah, you release this field of key, and it pushes away from you, and you see it doesn't affect the, um, the sand sort of pillars, spikes that are in the wall kind of coming out of this vent now. But you do hear the sound of people flying <laughs> and crashing into things in the two apartments on either side of you. Oh, boy. Uh, Monday is going to quickly book it back into the office with Miller and them. OK, as you come in and close the door quickly, I think it startles Tuck and he falls off of the couch. and He's like, hey, what, what the heck is going on? Uh, El Tigre? Monday's literally just going to waltz over to Tuck and just pick him up with one hand and sit him on his feet. Oh, uh, okay. Cool, cool, And cool. just one word, trouble, pops up on his chest as he jerks a thumb towards the, uh, door there. Ah, uh, great. Again, all this trouble. You guys are troublemakers. And he walks over and he grabs the steel table, uh, the operation table, and he just picks it up like a hammer. Monday, if he could see in his through his visor, would have a very startled but impressed look on his face. And oh. Monday's going to stalk over to Miller and let him give him a quick overview of what's up by via emote of a giant spike ball suddenly spiking outward. Wow, that ain't good. Wait, spike ball? It, are we really being um, followed by wrecking ball again? See back from the dead. Uh, Monday's going to shake his head. He's just going to point to the show, the bunch of spikes and then say, jerk a thumb like we need to get out of here. All right, let's go. Do you guys look back down the hallway at all? Yes. Monday's going to poke his head out and see if the spikes have uh, gotten closer or what they'll need to do to get out. OK, do does anyone else look or just Monday? Um, oh, I'll look. Gonna, yeah. OK, um, so I three will. Stooges styled. Everyone's yep. heads up. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. We're all in this together. Survey the surrounding. I get on. Oh, come on. No, I should get a bonus because I know what this is. You get one question. What is of use or valuable to me here? Okay. Um. So when you look out and you see this, you immediately like have this kind of like shiver up your back because you know exactly what this is. This is black powder dust. Uh, guys, we need to leave now. Bye. What is useful Hi. and valuable to you? You know, black powder dust can be ignited from the outside. You can blow it up too. Like it's it's not only theirs to blow up. If it hits gets heated, it will explode. And right now, it's it's not in quantities that looks dangerous. You know what I mean? Well, I guess I better light this here cigarette. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Monday suddenly pulls a cigar. Hitherto unknown. I don't know. I don't think Clarence has already pissed people off by taking unnecessary risks. I don't think blowing up black dust. Sure. I'm just telling you what you. No, no fair. That's would be useful. Um, yeah. So that was like an answer to what is useful or valuable. And as far as like having to do with the dust. Uh, Monday, you surveyed your surroundings again. What questions are you going to ask? Uh, Monday right now is what is my best way to escape? Okay. So as you look down this hallway, you see that those spikes uh, haven't moved from where they are. So there's these five spikes extending into the wall across from the vent. 
So they they start uh, kind of extending outward, but they also go up. So it's kind of like making a cone shape from the vent. Uh, definitely wouldn't be easy to pass through there without touching them. You don't know. You've never seen dust before. So you don't know uh, kind of what how to deal with it. Like you've seen it everywhere, but you haven't run into a dust caster. So you're unaware that you can like make this into really violent weapons. Um, and so I think you're you see that. And I don't think you think that that's a good exit. What you do think is that you could go out the window and, you know, try and get off the balcony and climb down. Uh, and then the other thought that comes to your mind uh, after watching this classic movie called The Matrix is that there's a wet wall <laughs> uh, in here from apartment to apartment. So you think you could burst into the wet wall and uh, and slide down that way as well. Monday is going to make his way over to the wet wall and give it a good push. You just break it open? Yeah. Then he's going to motion for everyone to follow him. Yeah, you don't have a problem. Uh, I think Tuck... Well, you guys get out of there and close the door, right? Yeah. It's a big old yep. metal door. I'll buy some time. Yeah, Clarence, do you say anything? We need to stay away from that. That's actually explosive. Well, explosive? What What the hell is it? It's, it's black dust. Do you people have dust fighting here? Would, would I be familiar with what dust is? No, I don't think so. Like dust casters. Okay. You would have heard of dust casting, so it wouldn't be totally like unfamiliar to you, but it, it definitely isn't something you've probably personally run across. So you don't know like the extent of what a dust caster could do. Well, you know, you said it's explosive, so I sure as hell don't want to get close to it. So, all right, let's go. How'd you know there was a wet wall here, Monday? Monday's just going to shrug and say, I took the red pill. And then kind of hop down there. <laughs> All right. Doc does the same. Uh, Tuck grabs that table that he's holding and he puts it in front of the door as like a nice uh, protection. Good barricade. Yeah. He grabs his black sunglasses and his uh, fedora <laughs> slides down the hole. Got a pack of cigarettes, a full tank of gas. Yep. It's dark and we're all it wearing is. sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> He's going in this dark hole with sunglasses. Like, Damn, it's really dark in here, man. <laughs> Monday has like uh, LED shades on his face now. Okay, so you guys are, are traversing this wall. Uh, who's carrying the head? I mean, I imagine you're not leaving it behind. I'm going to say Monday will uh, um, have it in one hand there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, um, Clarence, are you leaving the Crystal Concilium? Um, no. I think I'm going to take that with me. Okay. Uh, we can say, I think it's small enough to fit in a bag. The head is not. The head has to be carried, but you could put this thing in a bag um, that you're okay. car carrying. Okay. So All right. Because it's not just my memories in it, right? Correct. Okay. So you slide down this thing and uh, and you do hear like a, a strange sound upstairs, like above you as you're coming down um, of like something being like things being pushed. You can hear that metal table going as things are moving around in your apartment as you guys are climbing down this wall. What are you doing? This building is like a couple hundred stories, so you wouldn't just go to the oh bottom. Gosh. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to say Monday may have kind of explored a little bit. He's going to find an apartment that's a couple floors down and uh, make his exit there. Okay. So as you guys come down, Monday kicks the wall out and kind of does like a combat roll. And sitting on the toilet is an overweight, like 50 something man with a beard. And he's got a magazine sitting on his lap. It's like a like a manga type magazine, you know, about like. You know, the future of manga, 2000, 2000, 2000, whatever the crazy year is. Um, he's definitely like, oh, and then <laughs> three more people come out of the hole. And he's just sitting here like, ah, shit, what? What are you? Uh, and I think, Monday, do you just get up and walk out? Like, how do you handle that? Um, the text uh, Moon's Haunted is going to pop up on his back as he walks out. Yeah, so you walk out. 
Tuck, uh, I think was Tuck was probably last. So the two of you guys, what do you guys do when you come out of the hole? Uh, maintenance. And then I keep going. Doc is just like turns around and sees the guy on the toilet and just like turns back around immediately and just kind of shudders to himself. <laughs> he's going to keep walking. Nice. Cox slides out the hole and he's like, oh, that's a good issue. OK, see you later, buddy. And he, he walks out. <laughs> and as you guys walk into this guy's apartment, it's like pinks and purples. You see he's got like a crazy uh, computer system set up and a camera on it. You don't know what this guy's doing. You know, you hope it's it's kosher. Uh, there's magical girl posters on the walls here and there. And uh, and then you see like some awards. Apparently, he's the voice of some of these magical girl characters. Pretty weird. I think Tuck is a little heartbroken. He's like, oh, no, not not sailor planetary objects. Oh, no, I thought it was a beautiful woman. Oh, dang. And he just keeps walking. Monday, just to kind of add some levity, to the situation is going to change his uh, suit to match the colors in the room. <laughs> does it look like uh, like you're wearing like a sailor girl outfit? Yes, it does. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So you guys walk out. Uh, the guy like gets up and looks out, like has, pulls his pants up and sees you guys leaving his apartment. And then uh, as you guys walk down the hallway, you hear like an explosion happen and he comes running out of his apartment with his like boxers half up and his like pink robe on and uh, and he's hauling ass in your direction. Good. Good God, man. Put on some damn pants. He's like, I'm not stopping. And he like passes you. He's like actually pretty spry for being such a, a heavy set fellow. Uh, that's something I didn't need to see. Doc is Doc is uh, he's going to say, all right. Where the hell do we go from here, Monday? Monday is going to point towards the elevator and then make a kind of with his hands, make a driving motion. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Is that guy heading towards the elevator too? Oh, yeah. He's already there. He's hitting the button like a thousand times. <laughs> He's like looking back at you guys. Monday, catch that. Uh, catch that elevator, Monday. Roll. <laughs> oh, no. Roll. <laughs> Roll face nature. <laughs> <laughs> so the door opens. You hear the elevator uh, arrival sound. Oh, no. And he slides into the elevator and he sees you guys coming and he starts hitting the closed door <laughs> button. Uh, Monday, roll to six. Monday hauls ass and he's very fast. He starts like dart. I think playing it up too much and trying to be cool, like doing parkour off the walls and stuff. And he makes it just in time, like as the door is sliding close and the guy like is giving him the bird as the door closes. <laughs> I mean, Clarence could totally use his mind powers to stop the elevator. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going to use telekinesis. Um, OK, so you roll telekinesis and you got a eight. So that gives you a pick one and take one harm. Um, I am going to uh, use some um, fine control over something. I'm going to stop the damn elevator. Do you make the I'm doors gonna... open back up? Yes. Oh, God. So uh, this guy sees you and he's like, what? 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 And he's pressing the button more and he's like trying to close it with his hands. He's like, no. Oh, God. Oh. And, and then he just like quietly steps to one side and like closes his robe. <laughs> Just stands there as you guys enter the elevator. He's like, and I'm going Doc to Tunnick. say again, maintenance. Doc clears his throat and stands in a corner of the elevator, just determined not to look at anyone. Like, and then after maybe like a minute of being on the elevator, since you said it's several hundred stories, Doc says, "Um, you know, we don't like this any better than you do. So you know, sorry, I guess." Okay, uh, do you guys have anything to do with that crazy cloud of black stuff? Nope. Nope. Monday's That's gonna classified, shake his head. sir. That's classified. Uh, uh, ignore him. We have no idea. That must be one hell of a clog. Clog? Yeah, man. Sure. That was, that was, it was a killer bomb, man. I dropped that one. You do not want to smell that. Sorry about that. Listen, take it easy. Just take it easy. 
the elevator stops and the door opens and someone's standing there like getting ready to get in the elevator and they look up and they see all of you guys and they're like, I'll catch the next one. And they step back. Monday's just going to nod intimidatingly at them. I don't Clarence says, will as well. <laughs> maintenance. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, what they said. And uh, the door closes. Um, you guys definitely hear some sounds above you and every once in a while the elevator starts to wiggle a little bit definitely otaku is like oh god oh i don't want to die in an elevator let's get off i'm gonna get off at the next one um you guys can stay uh, i'm sure maintenance should handle whatever was overflowing in my bathroom uh and i don't mean my toilet but that was stinky too. So, okay. Um, this train doesn't stop. And he starts pressing like all of the floor buttons. I'm going to I'm going to use telekinesis again. We're doing this. This do train it. doesn't stop. Oh God. How'd I do? Pretty 13. damn good. Nice. An object becomes a bullet? What if we became a bullet elevator? A that, bullet train. That could be terrifying. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's get this over with. Uh, oh my god! Going. Or, or you could just have fine control over something that might be sure. A better. Sure, you and do then get a two hold. picks. So, yeah, I'll just have a hold then, I guess, for the second pick. Okay, so uh, I think all of a sudden you guys start to feel this, uh, like micro vibrations happening in the elevator as something is obviously coming from above. And uh, Clarence, do you say anything before you start to move this stuff or like the elevator or do you just do it? Ain't no credit cards to ride this train. And then we just start going down. I think with that, Clarence takes a hold of the elevator car and forcibly using telekinesis juts it down really fast. Um, Not fast enough to send you guys flying to the roof, uh, but definitely... Otaku just grabs the rail and is just screaming. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, After a second, you guys stop at the floor you want to, um, and the doors open. And Otaku just goes running, running out uh, into the landing pad parking garage area. Um, What are you guys doing? Have a pleasant day, sir. And I just walk out. Another satisfied customer. We're so good at our jobs. <laughs> Maintenance is all it's going to say for Monday's chest. <laughs> it's just black shirt. It looks like a black shirt and it just says maintenance. Yeah, across exactly. It. <laughs> Beautiful. I think we found our new name. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of the night shift the night, for the maintenance crew. Night shift and the maintenance crew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Uh, I think definitely Tuck is like, Walking quickly towards the hover pad. Um, before we leave, is there a way I can like telepathically scan the building to see if I can't find any? I'm just trying to look for, see if I can't interact with the mind who might be in control of the dust. Yeah. Um, so, so with that form, you can free yourself of the bonds of the physical plane and, uh, and then be aware of like your area. Um, you can pass through walls, see the invisible, become invisible, 
and sense the seascape for miles around yourself using survey surroundings. So you'd be able to kind of look through the building, basically. Okay, I'm going to say to Tuck, Tuck, code five. <laughs> and then I'm just going to fall over nice. and hope he catches me. Do you, do you actually have codes or are you just saying this? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Depends. Does he catch me? <laughs> uh, I think I don't think you have codes. So I think it Tuck is like, oh, crap, what are you doing? And he comes running back and like catches you barely. Well, we we have one now. Uh, go ahead and roll your survey of the surroundings. 13. Nice. That's a good roll. Finally, guys, getting some good rolls. Oh, uh, Mark experience Silent Monday for that last fail roll. Gotcha. Already did so. We're good to go. What questions are you going to ask, Clarence? What is of use or valuable to me here? I, I'm not sure what question will like help me see who is controlling the dust. Or maybe what here is not what it appears to be. No, I mean, the dust. But sure, what here is not what it appears to be. And what is of use or valuable to me to back yeah. it up? Okay, why don't we go with what is of use or valuable to me to start with? So you're like scanning through the building trying to find, you know, if you can find this duck dust user. The dust user has, uh, like, they don't use psi waves the same way, you know, a psychic does or even an elementalist. Yeah. Both use psi. Um, no, but the, the way that the dust users connected to dust is a little bit different. Um, and so you sense through the, the building and you do pick up like a handful of different like psi energies and just like people's uh, consciousness. You can kind of like pick up surface thoughts on a bunch of people. Um, and as you kind of move through the building, um, you you do sense that like there's people with malice and stuff. And I think like this, this whole process probably takes you a couple minutes. Uh, so like while everyone's driving away with your body, you're still kind of like sorting all of this data. Um, but you don't pick up, like you can't seem to zone in on the dust user or like the person who feels like they're actively attacking someone. Uh, I think, you know, you might find somebody who's in like a scuffle in the hallway or, uh, you know, like a on the lower floors, like a drug user who's like getting beat up by his like, uh, you know, dealer because he's not paying or whatever. Um, some sort of crazy cyberpunk scenes are happening, but you you don't seem to find this like where the source of this is. I think what you do find is that there is a uh, container on the roof of the building um, and and the container is, uh, it's like a small metal canister, actually similar size to your head box. Um, but it has like these little vents on the side that are open and you could see that dust was coming out of that thing. Mm. I'm going to jump back into my body and say, okay. you have one more question too. Yeah. What is about to happen? About to happen, as you fly through, you could see that the dust has come down through the ductwork, went into Monday and Miller's apartment, through the wall, followed you down, exploded out the wall uh, into the otaku's apartment, and then uh, has like basically kept following you and gaining in mass. And it is now quickly coming down the elevator shaft where you guys came out of. And seems to be somehow still tracking you guys. So what is about to happen? It's trying to get you. All right. Um, I come back into my body and it's like, well, boys, um, bad news and bad news. Um, What's a, the bad news? <laughs> indeed. Um, we were being followed remotely. And uh, we're still being followed. Ah, crap. Um. Do we have a vehicle in the garage? Yeah, I think you guys have, you know, your own sort of cheap hover vehicle. Probably like also kind of like a, yeah, what's a the, van. Do we have what? what's the future equivalent of like a really cheap car? 
Uh, I don't know. I was just imagining something that looks like uh, the shuttles from Star Trek. It's just like oh. not, <laughs> oh, not cool looking at all. It's just like no, very well. Not that the uh, anyway. Sorry, me. Star shuttles Trek people. Rule. <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to hear this slander. <laughs> what I mean to say, the Volvo that, Neo. Yeah, it's just very uh, utility looking. Um, you know, it has some wheels on the bottom that are kind of like receded into it, and the rest of it's these the hover sort of portion, and then it's just sort of this like boxy shape with like a slightly aerodynamic front. Okay, so yeah, uh, so you guys know that. You guys hop into a vehicle. I think what happens is you come up to a pad, you put in, you know, your number, and then there's one of those, like, car dispensers, and it, like, rotates until your car gets there, and you just hope it's not too far down. Uh, As you guys are starting to sweat, because it's taking a while for this car to come up, you do hear, like, another sort of explosion sound, as both of the doors of the uh, elevator come flying down the hallway and smashing through the window, because this part of the uh, of the building is outdoors. It's sort of the outdoor in between the three buildings where the hover pads are, and there's one every, like, probably 10 or 15 levels, so you don't have to ride a super long elevator ride all the time. I think if this Monday is just going to pull something out of his pocket and press it and wait for the little beep-beep sound. <laughs> <laughs> also it's 300 stories it's probably i don't know if we'd be able to pinpoint where it is yeah i there's thousands and thousands of people living here it's coming like y- you don't think it's too far away oh okay yeah like it's we wouldn't have to find it yeah yeah also, i mean okay. I think to we find do- it would be pretty difficult because it's inside of like one of those car dispensers i don't know if you've seen those before but there's not a lot yeah. of like human opportunity to move around. Like Silent Monday could probably slip in, but even if you get in, getting the car out when it's not at like an opening would be kind of challenging too. I mean, Monday has a sword. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let me just cut a big hole in the wall here. No one will mind, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, they are trying to get uh, someone's trying to blow them up. That is true. They might prefer a smaller hole <laughs> than a big explosion. Anyway, uh, the doors just got blown off and are heading like, you know, this thing is heading in your direction. Clarence just told you it's still following you and it's remote. What are you guys doing? I think um, while we wait for the car, Doc is going to keep his eye out, see if he can spot the uh, see the, the black powder dust coming towards him. Or, you know, just keep an eye out for anyone. Oh, yeah. Do you want to release some Grinlings? Yes. Um, Doc is going to... Do I need a roll to release Grinlings or no? No. Okay. Then uh, Monday and uh, Clarence will see, like, just kind of pouring from Doc's... uh, The sleeves of Doc's Doc's lab coat. Just these horrible little (laughs) spider squids. Just like, you know, and they all, they all sort of, it's almost comic. It would be comical if it weren't so horrifying because they're kind of cute in an ugly way. And they sort of like are running around and kind of bumping into each other comically and they all kind of go their separate ways. Yeah. The Grinlings kind of come out and they like start squirming down. I think some go underneath the, uh, just kind of like over the sides because they can stick to the walls. Some of them go straight in, um, immediately, Grin is like, oh, oh, yeah, it's definitely coming. Oh, there goes one. Oh, ouch. Ooh, ow. Okay, um, can we hurry this up, please? Uh, ouch. Ouch. Okay, I'm bringing them all back. Ouch. Ooh, ow. Mm. <laughs> this is really ow, annoying. Ooh, okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grin, Never Grin mind. I need your help here or we're all, all going to die. I need you to go and see if you can see how far away this stuff is. I'm t- I just told you it's coming. It's like... It's 20, well, yeah. 25 seconds away, maybe less. Oh, sh- shit, really? Okay, uh, well, that's going on. Monday is kind of looking for uh, just like a wheeled vehicle, something that he can throw at the dust real quick. <laughs> uh, is he is he strong enough to throw a vehicle? As in hop in, hot wire it, and drive it into it. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, 
Well, I guess you do have one hold telekinesis on Clarence. Um, yeah, Howdy. I mean, like, literally every two seconds, like, cars are coming up and by you as the, the sort of, like, personal car elevator thing is moving these cars around. Okay, Monday is going to slash at one of them to get one of the cars to drop out, and he's going to try... Now, you could damage the car lift and then no longer be waiting for your own car. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Okay, so then roll uh, face danger if that's what you're going to do. Oh boy, this is either a good idea or a bad idea, but let's do it. <laughs> hey, it'll be fun either way. Hey, it'll be great. That's a seven. seven. Oh god. Okay, you miscalculate, overestimate, or flinch. Uh, I will give you a worse outcome, tough decision, or price to pay. Well, obviously, the price to pay is you do it, but you disable the lift. Uh, a tough decision. Um, I think you do it, but you knock one of your compatriots off of this platform. Uh, and the worst outcome, you do manage to knock one loose, but it's like one of those little smart car hover cars. And you know it will be very, like, it will be fodder. Okay, yeah, I'm doing that last one. I just love that idea. Okay, okay so it's coming by pretty quick, and you just, like, turn your sword into, like, the super long monkey staff or something, and you give it a whack to try and, like, knock one of these cars loose. This car kind of, like, rolls out in front of you, and it's literally shorter than you are, and, like, you could give it a hug. <laughs> Monday is going to kind of stare at it, stare back at the lift. Like, should I do try that again and stare back at it, shrug and then hop in and charge towards the uh, dust. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not gonna bother making you hotwire. You hop in, you like fiddle with it for a second, and you're driving this tiny little clown car towards uh, the entrance. And I think you guys watch him like. I think you guys just slowly step out of the way. It's like that scene in Futurama where they're like two guys speeding towards each other and then they wide shot and they're actually like moving super slow. Uh, so that you just like step out of his way and he's like, and he just like goes past you on a, almost a segue. And yeah, you're, you're charging towards this. You pick up speed like 30, 40 miles an hour, which is, it's, you know, that's a lot of speed from this height and like, you know, driving into a building. Uh, and as you pass them, the the dust shoots out of this opening and it's basically like a uh, almost like a wave happening with these spikes at the end. And it immediately like impales this car uh, and I think kind of like spreads out to the sides as if you're like trying to push water back in a hose. Go ahead and roll face danger not to get skewered or something worse. Oh, nice. When it, when it counts, Monday has got it going on. Uh, yeah, so it like the skewers punch through this thing, but like I think you just force yourself up through the top of the very thin roof and do like some sort of sick ass ninja backflip and like land and your cape is still like or your uh, your duster, you know, is like dramatically like lowering uh, as these waves of this thing are shooting out on either side. Um, I'm imagining like the the way that those little bots move in he Big Hero Six. It's just like this like column exploding out in in all directions. Uh, guys, I think we should hurry up. This is getting a little bit too hectic. All right, let's go. Yeah, I think with that your car arrives and uh, you guys are able to get in. Um, can Doc drive? Is that cool with y'all? Yep. <laughs> I think whoever Extremely. jumps in the driver's seat is <laughs> Yeah, Doc Doc is gonna um just kinda like he he's got his eyes on the you know the rear view mirror, you know, trying to see if he's gonna have to outrun an explosion and he absolutely guns it out of there. Okay, just to be clear, uh driving rolls will come from quick, so um this ought to be funny. Oh okay. dear! <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah. boy, so howdy! You, All so, right. So you hop in, and uh, and everyone gets in, and you peel out. You know, hover wave. As you guys are speeding up and like curving through the the Helix Hills sort of platforms and shapes, making towards the 
the height of the roof of this, you see this dust kind of shaping almost like a snake and like following your path. And every once in a while, like a few little strands will shoot off in a few directions, kind of creating more grip for it. And then it like continues on almost like it's like growing legs or something as it's traveling after you. Go ahead and roll a face danger to not get knocked out of the sky. Let's do it. Doc is. Oh, he got a seven. That's a good one. Oh, uh, okay. Boy. So, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So as you are flying up, the worst outcome is the car is going to have to enter into the building to escape. It'll get kind of knocked off course and you'll have to like kind of drive through hallways a bit before you can get back out uh, to open sky. Um, the tough decision I think the tough decision is you get hit and somebody falls out because that's pretty fun. Um, and a price to pay. I think the price to pay is the car will be disabled and go slower and you know it won't last long. I really am into going, having to go into the building. Okay. Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers, Blues <laughs> Brothers, Blues Brothers. I had to do it. Nice. We would be going back into, I'm sorry, which building would we be going into? Back into the Helix Hills apartment complex. Oh my God. Heck yeah. <laughs> like driving like right through somebody's living room. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You get hit by this, you know, massive sort of now spiral of black sand. And as you do, the car goes flailing and spinning and smashes into somebody's living room. You know, it's like uh, you guys go right between them and their TV and out the uh, other side. Your vehicle's still pretty small, um, you know, probably like six foot wide. So not not, you know, too massive, oh, wow. um, longer, but not not too wide uh, and into the hallway <laughs> of this building. And, you know, like seconds away is is this thing is going to be chasing you in here um can i use my telekinesis to create an obstruction as we go you totally can i do the show okay uh maybe lift or fling something large you just want to like pull part of the wall out or like a couch <laughs> or what are you trying to block it yeah from? kind of well a fridge i don't know sure yeah yeah, just like uh, the fridge and like their coffee table and any big furniture just on its own just starts flying and clogging the hole to their door that you guys just made with the car. Um, also, there's plenty of like cameras and stuff. And so all of this stuff is definitely going on your record, Miller. Um, yeah, so you are now in the hallway behind you. The door, like the entry point that you came through is not an exit anymore because it's been clogged with all of the furniture, refrigerator, coffee table, couch. Like the guy had to jump off of his couch because it's flying away like a magnet grabbed it almost. Uh, Doc is going to say, damn it, I only had two points left on my license. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think you hear <laughs> Andrew Miller, you have one point left on your license. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um I, all right, yeah, he he's totally doing he's um is he can can we have him like go through the hallway? Yeah, you can fit through the hallway, the car. There's just not a good exit. You're going to have to go through somebody else's apartment. Or maybe you all could right. smash your way into the elevator shaft and hope you don't like Oh my god. Let's an just elevator. go through somebody's apartment. Uh, let's go through someone's um Doc is going to like He's going to pray to whatever gods are listening and he's just going to just going to book a left turn right into someone's oh, apartment. <laughs> okay. Roll face. Danger. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. We'll see where this face danger roll goes. Uh, Monday, horribly, horribly Monday wants to roll to help <laughs> out here. Okay. Same. Uh, uh, Clarence. Well, I don't know if help out compounds. Let's just let uh, Monday do it for now. Lend a hand. Okay. A nine. So on a nine uh, for Lend a hand, you grant them a plus one and you've messed up somehow drawing attention or getting into danger. 
Uh, I think what happens is as you go to like turn um, Monday, what if you hop out and then use your super sharp sword to like create a hole? That's what I was thinking is Monday will just hop on the roof and just start cutting things to make it easier to get through. Okay, so yeah, you're just doing like like an anime like multi slash and the walls are just like kind of piecing apart in front of you as you're driving through Miller. Um, And since that brings it to a seven of nine, uh, I think your tough decision is you're going to hit somebody and do them some damage Uh, price to pay. uh, Silent Monday is going to get knocked off. Um, I think what could happen is that you find yourself going parallel so like through multiple apartments instead of just one right back out to the sky. I'm really, really like that last option. What do y'all think? <laughs> one day is kind of okay with you knocking him off real quick. Oh man. Are you going to pick that one? I, I like it. Do y'all, okay. What do y'all think? <laughs> Maybe it's like, it's on you. We go into fail. the apartment. Uh, or I guess it's your seven. Your seven. Um, what I would like is when we burst into the apartment, it's like a bunch of old ladies. Like we interrupt. <laughs> like a in their, club. Their book yeah, club. That's what I was thinking. They're sitting in their like kitchen playing pinochle. They're like, get out of yes. my goddamn house. <laughs> I uh, lean out of just, the window and yell maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc just... <laughs> And Silent Monday has maintenance across yes. his <laughs> chest right now. And Beautiful. it's like a slow motion shot. Yeah. And Doc just barely, barely manages to not totally like just crush these old ladies beneath the car. And I and think in yeah. That, yeah, you turn really fast through, to avoid them and you like go through the just, wall yeah. in their living room into the living room next door. Just like maybe people would know that it was us. Because we probably go through like six apartments in pretty rapid succession before we're able to turn enough to safely get out of window. Just like boom, 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 boom. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And so as you're blasting through these, I think um, I think at the last second when you come out uh, of the the main sidewall back into the open airspace, um, in the not too far distance, you see the red and blue flashing of the Klein Tech Peacekeeper drones. Oh no. And also you hear a voice that says, Andrew Miller, you have zero points left on your license. Uh, damn it. Miller is going to, um, can I assume that we're, crashing through apartments on the outer edge of the building. Yeah, yeah. Uh well Okay. Uh yeah, I guess you could if you had you said take a left. Yeah, so you would have gone out. I was imagining back in the center, but that makes sense. Yes. Then Doc is going to um so he can see how many Kleintech drones are following. You can't tell. They're like up they're above you and kind of far away. You see them like starting to head in this direction. Doc looks to the three people in the car and he says, all right, hang on to your butts. And he's going to cut the engine and have it free fall to, to try to escape. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. I, I think and, and, you, you hear know, a voice like, the- that's your best plan. <laughs> it's too late. He's already done it. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll uh, face danger. And if you guys can think of a way Man, to lend it? a hand, feel free. Um, telling telling oh, him not to do this. Another five. <laughs> oh, I will be boy. lending a hand. Um, oh no! <clears throat> another five. Oh, oh dear. All right. Well, that's <laughs> gone in the old encyclopedia. Oh my gosh! Like so I love experience. Uh, Silent Monday, so you're hanging out of the top of this vehicle that suddenly cuts its engine. Um, are you going to try and lend a hand somehow? I think Monday is going to try and keep the drones off as we're falling. So the drones aren't close enough to attack you like they were on. You know, they're in the far range. If you think about like far, close, hand, intimate, they're Ooh, far. I have an I have an idea. I have an idea. OK, 
Uh, first Monday is going to roll total recall. Okay. Okay, that's good. Is it not a five? It's an eight. It's an eight. It's a whole, <laughs> right. old one. Speaking of in free fall, our rolls here. <laughs> Remember something useful for now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you have an idea of what you want to remember, or you want me to have yep, carbon? I have, an, I have an idea. Okay, what do you, you remember? Want to remember? This was a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> okay, so Monday. You remembered <laughs> a life before Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're all wondering how I got in this situation. Well, it's a pretty funny story. Like a like a perfect Deadpool moment. The explosions yep. happening behind him. Yep. <laughs> well, everything kind of goes dead quiet for a moment as. Suddenly, everything, the engine cuts out. You know, it's dead silent. We just start hearing that whistling as it starts dropping. Monday's kind of just holding on for dear life to the top of this car. And he starts to wish he could just leave like that. And he's suddenly reminded of his time back at the monastery. He remembers fighting with one particular mentor who was kind of a jackass. Uh strange green-skinned creature that liked to blink in and out and randomly do things like punch him in the back of the head or push him. And getting fed up with this, Monday kept training until he eventually mastered he well enough that he could do something similarly. Uh, this this creature, uh, green-skin lizard-like? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so you see this uh, this scene where you guys are in this stone courtyard. It's at the top of the mountains because you ventured to Black Mountains to learn your sword uh, techniques. And you are squaring off against him. He's a, a master of martial arts, so he doesn't actually use a sword most of the time, but he can use like any object to channel sword key, which makes him very difficult to fight with because he just like pick up a stick and all of a sudden he's doing like a sword slash at you and you're like, what the hell? Uh, and he's like, got his hands behind his back and, he, you know, he's so cocky and he's like, Monday, please, is this the best you've got? Again, again, try again, my friend. You, I think you've got so much more potential. <laughs> But it just doesn't seem to be coming out for some reason. How about this? Aren't you going to show me what you got? And with that, Monday slides his foot back and a light happens in his eyes as he channels key through his body. He finds himself darting behind Master Razor and he flicks him right on the back of the head. And Master Razor just raises one eyebrow and then turns around and he says, Ah, finally, you've caught what I've been trying to teach you, my friend. Excellent. And with that, Monday's going to pop back into the present. He is going to quickly cut the roof off and grab everyone else jump up and then use flash step in the air to get into one of the offices in the building across the way. Nice. You've got flash step and key, and that's what lets you uh, move across the air like that, right? Yep. Nice. Uh, okay. So roll a uh, face danger. Um, Clarence and Miller, both of you mark experience. I did. And say goodbye to your car. Oh, oh my yes. <laughs> Silent Monday got a 14. No problem there. You show your skills. You uh, you quickly grab your, you know, floating candle that just becomes the razor sharp sword and carefully just cut the roof off of this uh, carefully and quickly. And it flings up kind of around you because there was like a space where you're sticking out of it. Very Buster Keaton looking almost as it flips up. The car itself is moving. Uh, and kind of spinning in free fall. And you grab Tuck and Clarence and Dr. Miller, like kind of throw them on your pack and then jump out of the car. And as you do, you like find yourself falling and then suddenly you hit something 
but there's nothing there. And then you dart again to the to the left and then to the right and then jump up over a car. And then before you know it, you are all the way uh, smashing through a window into this office building um, right in the middle of a meeting onto their table. And they're all like freaking out. What the hell? Oh, my God. What's God? We should have got those reinforced windows. Ted, I told you, get the reinforced freaking windows. We got hover cars, man. This is crazy. Uh, maintenance? So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on